welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata here, hoping you guys had an illustrious weekend. Hopefully you got it absolutely done. From a personal perspective, it was a good weekend, but not a great weekend. I won every single 50-50 game I played in. I did not cash in any single tournament I played in. So there was profit every day, and I shouldn't complain when there's profit. But I had one on Friday night, I believe it was. I put up a 207 with my 50-50 lineup over at DraftKings. And I didn't use that same lineup in any of the tournaments, so that was pretty crazy. Uh, but it was a great, great day, great, great week. And anytime we can be profitable, I don't want to complain and I don't want to be crazy. So we'll go at it that way. But one thing I do want to complain about. I can't figure this golf thing out. Once again, with golf, I did not cash. But here's the frustrating part. I only played a $5 tournament. And there's like 1,000 people in it, 1,100 people. And they paid the top 350 After Saturday's action, I was in 30th place. 30th place. And i got to congratulate my guy Pat Mayo uh, for doing because I know nothing about golf. And you can get Pat Mayo's fine work at the Daily Roto podcast. And so basically, I listen to Pat's work. Pat's also on the SiriusXM show with Nando DeFino and myself, uh, 9 to 11 on Wednesdays. Generally, we get the lineup set up for, for the weekend. I'm in 30th place going into the final day, and I finish 450th. How the hell does that happen? Like, you want to talk about a golf sweat? That, that's like a golf strangulation. Very slowly, I kept going down the leaderboard, and down the leaderboard, and then out of the money. How the hell does that happen? If you head over to DailyRoto.com, not only will you get on Wednesdays Pat Mayo's great information, uh, there's a great article over there by our guy Logan Hitchcock for GPP stacking with pack factors. Uh, so make sure you check that out. You know, I'm not a guy that generally looks to stack teams, uh, but sometimes you're dictated by the totals. And depending on the site, they have the four maximum le- uh, players from a particular team. That will dictate a lot of things to do, and some sites are a little less lax on those uh, particular. So you can go there and check that out. And, of course, our guy Mike Leone has trending slowly with pitcher versus batter data. I'm going to talk actually a little bit about the pitcher versus batter data a little later in this podcast. And what does it mean? I'm not a guy that uses it too often, to tell you the truth. I'll look at it and breeze through it and see if there's any big at-bats, but not a guy there. And I had some discussions today with uh, people – on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, I think a lot of guys uh, look at a guy like Tommy G, who uh, goes with batters versus pitcher data, and, and Tommy's been successful in his own right, and he's he's had some success. That being said, uh, I'm not a guy that truly believes this, and a lot of times, though, you can use the batter-pitcher data, and as a whole, you get the same information from using right-handed, left-handed splits and tracking those pitchers. Uh, it leads to the same directions many of the times, and we're going to cover that for tomorrow's games a little later in the podcast. Of course, we've got a big, big slate on Monday, and I'm looking forward to getting that all fired up and talking it down for you. A great week in, in daily fantasy this week. How about FanDuel? Got to give it up for FanDuel. Having a $2 contest so the winner can go to Manny Pacquiao and the guy Floyd Mayweather. I mean... 
it, there's a lot of entries in the tournament, and it's hard to win. And I get all that. But for two bucks, what a great thing for somebody to win. And they did that both for baseball and basketball this week over at FanDuel. And then i got to give it up for DraftKings. They continue uh, to put out these Kentucky Dermot Derby VIP packages, and Jeff Manns, the fantasy alum, actually won one of those this week. So congratulations to Jeff. And I've never been to the Kentucky Derby in my life, and I would love to uh, take home one of those packages. I would love to because, I don't know, I'm so busy it's just hard for me to go, all right, I'm going to go to the Kentucky Derby. But if I want, I would have to go. I would love it. I would absolutely love it in a minute. And then i got to talk to you people out there. we got something going on in the daily fantasy industry right now uh, that maybe, I guess, we're not doing a good enough job of getting the word out. One of our sponsors, FantasyAces.com, has a tournament for a live final every Friday. And that overlay this week, um, 40 minutes before, it was up to 213 out of 300, and I think it might have finished around 240, so there was 60 people overlay. Now, you can go and win a trip to California, go to the Big A Stadium where the Angels play, and participate in a home run hitting contest. That's only part of it. The second part is you'll be able to participate in the event with a $100,000 first prize and $250,000 total. And yet, you don't have to beat a million people to do this. You don't have to beat 20,000 people to do this. You have to take down 300 people to do it. That's it. As far as going to live events, this is great. The odds are there. It only costs you 109 bucks, And it doesn't even cost you 109 bucks. Every single day at FantasyAces.com, they run qualifiers to get in, so you can get in a lot cheaper than 109 bucks. And I think that the community of Daily Fantasy community is absolutely missing out. Uh, the community over here at DailyRoto.com needs to participate in this event because it's going to be a great final. And I've gone to the uh, Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship, and I've gone to the Fantasy Aces Football Championship, and it's been a first-class event. There's not a single person that left that event saying they weren't happy and they weren't satisfied with everything that went on there. Uh, so definitely take a look at it and take a look at it. A guy from rotogrinders.com, uh, Rad Thad was the guy you heard on this podcast, and he talked about his championship in basketball, and he has nothing but great things to say. So they definitely go over there. I've seen Mike and Drew playing in the 50-50s over there, some tournaments over there. Uh, so hey, check it out at fantasyaces.com. We're going to take a quick break and then come down, and I'll break down Monday's action for you. You listen to Daily Roto Podcast with Tony Sincata, and we're coming back, and we're going to grab Monday's action for you right here on the Daily Roto Podcast. <laughs> Daily and of course you can hear this a podcast at one thirty in the afternoons on 
the Fantasy Sports Network. Call, call your local cable provider. Demand the Fantasy Sports Network 24 hours a day, seven days a week of television coverage of fantasy sports. What could be better than that? Of course, you could also go to fantasysportsnetwork.com. Also, it is already out there on Roku players, and you can get it on your Xbox, download the app, and go to town and take advantage of this. Of course, big Monday action. we got a full slate of games going for people on a Monday. And no day games. Games, I miss the day action. I miss the double the trouble, double the fun. I want baseball all day long. The first game on the plate is the New York Metropolitans and the Miami uh, squad with Dylan G and Jared Kozat going at it. And you look at this game, a seven total. It's hard uh, from an offensive standpoint to like anyone in such a big ballpark here. And the two pitchers, when we have to be lead pitchers going, they don't come into play. Even two-pitcher sites as such as DraftKings, I'm not interested in participating in this game here. Now, the only time that will come in is if there's a lineup change, someone's cheap, value, underpriced, uh, you can go there and drop in a lineup there. But nothing there to look at. Washington and Atlanta going at it. Seven and a half total. Eric Stultz and Doug Fister. We're going to talk about some of the hitters a little later in this podcast because there's some good batter pitcher data in this game against Doug Fister. And Eric Stultz is a guy, a left-handed pitcher. Uh, we've got a new segment a little later in the show that one of the Washington hitters will actually be part of. Uh, the new segment is the player that is so hot if he was a woman, you would let her mother live with you. That's right. So you're only going to get the best of the best in that segment because the player that's so hot, if he was a woman, you would let her mother live with you. That's going extreme measures. So we'll break down those hitters a little later in the podcast. Then you have Milwaukee and Cincinnati going at it. Jimmy Nelson and Jason Marquis, eight total in this one. Of course, played at the Great American Small Park. Jason Marquis has been getting it done. Milwaukee, though, one of the worst teams offensively in Major League Baseball. They put together a good effort today against Lance Lynn and the St. Louis Cardinals, hurting a lot of daily fantasy owners' dreams. What do they do in this one? Again, we've got a couple aging stars that have some great pass pitcher data uh, that will knock out. There. Nelson's been a consistent effort, uh, but the left-handed bats will come into play for this one uh, with none other than our guys Jay Bruce and Joey Avoto. Uh, interesting this weekend, though, John Lester went against Billy Hamilton. That was the night I put the 207 up over at DraftKings. Uh, Billy Hamilton against John Lester who has trouble throwing the first. Uh, it worked, and it's amazing how crazy that situation with Lester is and how that thing will be corrected or if it will be corrected uh, there. So we'll break down those hitters a little later in the show. Pittsburgh and the Chicago Cubs go at it. Jason Hamill and Vance Worley in this one. No total for this game. Of course, we don't know the win situation in Chicago, so it's hard to get the information for totals. Las Vegas plays that close to the, to the fight. Uh, just in case uh, the wind situation there. Travis Wood was originally slated to start this game, but Jason Hamill looks like he'll get the start here. Hamilton hasn't been getting it done. Vance Worley's an interesting uh, target when you look at some of these Chicago Cubs hitters against Worley. Not a guy uh, that's pitched particularly uh, poor, but I think a lot of people are going to come to the lineup and throw a few Cubs out there. To me, it's all down to pricing on 
how your team plays. I expect this total to be around eight, and we'll see how that one plays out. Philadelphia in St. Louis, Cole Hamels, John Lackey, seven total in this one. Hamels is a guy that continually starts slow, but he'll be a guy that I'll have in my top five pitchers uh, when we break them down a little show. John Lackey, though, has been great in St. Louis. has been great since going to the National League. And going against Philadelphia, I think he's a great, great play at DraftKings or Fantasy Aces when you have two-pitcher sites. If you don't want to load up with two elite pitchers and you want to spread yourself out, uh, Lackey certainly comes into play in that story. Uh, so you could take advantage of John Lackey in a two-pitcher site. Um, if you can't get enough value to go and grab some uh, some hitters there. Tyler Matzik, Chase Anderson going at it. Colorado, Arizona uh, from Arizona. This is a nine total in this one. Uh, there'll be a couple guys here from the Arizona side that you'll absolutely be fascinated with. Now, Arizona's done a great job of uh, playing the lefty-righty splits and all those outfielders there, so you have to check the lineup there. But the right-handed guys will be in play. I'll tell you what, you got to look at the site's prices on Yasmani Tomas. He's played a couple days in a row. He's got some hits. He's showing some offensive perspective there uh, and throw it out there for uh, Tomas. Uh, Mark Trump is a guy that's actually is interesting. He's actually gone out of his way to elevate his swing this season. He has made a change and a correction and hasn't paid off from a home run standpoint as of yet, uh, but he's consciously going out to try to hit fly balls. It'll be interesting to see because one thing tells me, you know what, I don't like when a guy's been successful in any changes. And then secondly, though, I like that he's going after it and trying to uh, put something together that will actually knock the ball out of the park. So he'll be a guy in play there. And I think any of the guys at the top of the order. I expect Aaron Hill to get an opportunity uh, to start in this game. And if he's a cheap salary player, he's going to be a guy that you could absolutely take a shot on in this contest. Uh, so watch for him to be in the lineup uh, tomorrow. San Francisco and the L.A. Dodgers go at it. you got Tim Lincecum, Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson has been absolutely pitiful. Uh, he's a 5.34 ERA in his last three starts. He has eight strikeouts in 15 innings. It's going to be an opportunity here for San Francisco, but the game total is 6.5 in this one. And we're going to talk a little bit about Buster Posey a little later in the podcast. He's going to be a guy to play. But what else? Justin Maxwell is the guy you saw in Colorado light it up and go to town, but his salary has risen. Uh, Angel Pagan, another guy in, in, in great, great uh, opportunity here. Uh, but that being said, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, you throw him in the middle of the order there. Uh, Joe Panic should sit out on this one. Uh, he's a guy that bats up in the top of the order. I'll uh, be interested to see how this one plays out from a Colorado perspective. Uh, of course, we saw uh, Blackman have a great weekend batting leadoff. Dickerson is a guy that I think um, when you look at Blackman and Dickerson, you got to remember, uh, Dickerson had that injury there. He probably will not be into play. We finally saw Carlos Gonzalez go deep. His price at FanDuel was $3,100. That was criminal. And I had him in my lineup because I, I believe that it was absolutely criminal. Kind of like Evan Ligoria today at 3000 uh, I found offensive, and I was able to put him in as well. Uh, Litzikum's a guy that eh, he's all over the place. His daughter's batting on is good. They slowed it down a little today. I think you can take some shots there. And, of course, Adrian Gonzalez will be a guy that will be heavily owned, but not that crazily because of Paul Goldsmith's great matchup as well. Kansas City and Cleveland, Jason Vargas, Corey Kluber. 
Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber. Seven and a half total in this one. Uh, we talk extensively about the Cleveland Indians' success in 2013, being the number one team against left-handed pitching Major League Baseball, 2014 being the worst team in fantasy baseball against left-handed pitching. The guys that you want to get in cheap for your lineup, of course, is going to be Carlos Santana is a guy that will be uh, one of the guys you jump out there and you can throw in your lineup. Jerry Sands will be a guy that you can use uh, in your lineup uh, there for Kansas City. Now, Cleveland is a tough situation with Corey Kluber because how many times do you say, oh, Corey Kluber, he's a guy that can knock out 10 strikeouts anytime he steps on the field. So how can you be afraid of this Kansas City team when you look at the guys that are out there, you know, the Mike Moustakas's, uh, Alcides Escobar's. There's not a lot of great, great hitters there. That being said, the reason I'm a little hesitant to pay the salary that it takes to get Corey Kluber is that Kansas City just doesn't strike out. They strike out 13% of the time, by far the best in Major League Baseball. By far. The second best is 18%. So they've done a tremendous job. But Corey Kluber is a strikeout pitcher, so he will get his. I just don't know with other elite pitchers that night that I would justify paying for Corey Kluber. He comes into play, but it's not the greatest matchup for him. Uh, the other left-handed bat you have to pay attention to for uh, the Cleveland Indians against Jason Vargas is Ryan Rayburn. Uh, he's a lefty specialist, and he's been getting it done this year. Last year, he, he did not do it as well. Throughout his career, uh, he's been extremely successful, so uh, that'll be another bat there. So, Corey Kluber, I'm going to break down my top five starters for tomorrow. Uh, you can see where he lists. He's just an outstanding pitcher, so it's hard to uh, not include him in the top five. And that being said, Kansas City is just an outstanding team, very stingy on the strikeouts. Toronto and Boston going at it. Aaron Sanchez, Joe Kelly, nine total in this one, which is interesting because Joe Kelly's pitched pretty well. Uh, but from a perspective, uh, Toronto, of course, having some hot bats in that lineup. Jose Batista, questionable, can make this a little easier for Kelly. Aaron Sanchez is a guy that's been absolutely crushed. Hanley Ramirez went to town today with two home runs in that one. David Ortiz is going to come into play in this game against Aaron Sanchez. He'll be a guy that you'll love. And, of course, uh, Pablo Sandoval dusted off a home run as everybody was going deep in Baltimore today. And Brock Holt has become the most interesting man in showbiz, or at least in daily fantasy baseball. Brock Holt was got on base five times today. I believe it was three singles, two walks, and doing whatever he can. He plays a different position every day. He's at shortstop, third base. Outfield, you saw Shane Victorino go into the disabled list. So Brock Holt could get more playing time. And his salary has risen on daily fantasy sites. Uh, but he would be a guy that I would be interested to play. It all depends on where he's hitting in the order. He hit sixth in the order today. In the past, he's hit first, he's hit second. Uh, but Brock Holt is a name that you need to watch that can absolutely hit. And from a Red Sox perspective, i got to wonder what the heck they did sign Paulo Sandoval, and maybe they should have just left Brock Holt at third base. Uh, not a big power guy like Sandoval, but a guy with a consistent bat and average. be interested to see how that one plays out. Chicago White Sox and the Baltimore Orioles go at it. Hector Noesi versus Ubaldo Jimenez. Hector Noesi. Noesi. Does that mean in Spanish... On fire, and what he means on fire, that means his ERA. 
This is a guy that could get knocked around by the Baltimore Orioles that just put 20 hits today against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, one of the guys that will come into play, of course, is going to be Adam Jones in a big way here. And the guy that is absolutely on fire is Paredes from Baltimore. He's got a big stick. He is a 289 career minor league uh, hitter. He's just like a 6'4", 200-pound guy that somehow is a second baseman but can't play any position really. So they've been using him at DH. He's been successful, uh, but his price was $2,000 at DraftKings uh, this week. I'll put him in my lineup every day, and then today it was 3600 and I didn't use him. And he went off again. Uh, so Paredes is a guy uh, to get there. Alejandro Diaz will come into play in this one as well, and he's batting leadoff. You can get him for a cheap flyer. Chicago White Sox against Ubaldo Jimenez. Adam LaRoche has had some success. We'll break that down in a little bit. Uh, Ubaldo Jimenez is actually having some problems the last couple seasons with left-handed bats. He can come into play in this game in a great offensive environment. Tampa Bay and the New York Yankees. Nathan Carnes and Adam Warren go at it. Eight and a half total in this one. Tampa, not a great offense. They get a park shift going again in the Yankee Stadium. Uh, probably a game that I won't participate in. Taiwan, Awaka, Yavani, Galato, 8.5 total. Awaka looked good last time out, but he couldn't get through the entire sixth inning. This Texas team flailing offensively. Uh, I think Walker, if he's cheap in two-pitcher side sites, he could be a guy that could use a second pitcher against this Texas offense. Uh, decent ballpark for hitting there, so be careful. David Price versus Tommy Malone. Battle of lefties there. And you saw David Price go against the New York Yankees last time and absolutely get butchered. This game is a seven and a half total uh, here. Detroit's a 145 favorite. We'll be talking some of the hitters a little later. And then Houston and San Diego, Colin McHugh and James Shields go at it. This is going to be a game with a six and a half total. San Diego, 141. Hey, listen to the Daily Roto podcast, also simulcasted on the Fantasy Sports Network, 1.30, Monday through Fridays, fantasysportsnetwork.com. When I come back from break, I'm going to break down my top five pitchers that you should be using in order on Monday, April 27th, in your Daily Fantasy Baseball. Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata, DailyRoto.com, of course, FantasySportsNetwork.com, and DailyRoto.com. We've got you covered each and every way. My top five pitches, we're going to go backwards to forwards and uh, you know build up the momentum. If I had a drum roll, I'd be playing it. Colin McHugh is my number five pitcher. The Padres are 13th best in Major League Baseball and weighted on base average in 2015. The Padres do not strike out a ton. They strike out 20.7% of the time against right-handed pitching. But McCule is a guy that's impressed me with 18 strikeouts and 18 two-thirds innings. We have the low total in that game of six and a half. I love the ballpark. Colin McHugh is a guy that I'd roster here. That being said, uh, James Shields is going to be further up in my list. I don't know how you feel about using two pitchers from the same game. I'm okay with it, usually, uh, on smaller sites, uh, slates. This one with the whole league, um, 
I'm still okay with it in many instances. So depending on how you feel, that will come into play. My number four pitcher for Monday night, April 27th, is Cole Hamels. He gets out of the hitter-friendly ballpark in Philadelphia, takes the mound in St. Louis. Despite Hamill's early season struggles, in 24 innings, he has 23 strikeouts. The Cardinals are carrying a 306 weight on base average versus lefties, not killing it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 18th best in Major League Baseball, and they have struck out 23% of the time facing lefties. So it tells you every time four guys get up, one of them are going down. Cole Hamels is lined for a good start on Monday night. Corey Kluba is number three. He faces the Kansas City Royals, who are overachieving big time offensively in 2015. The Royals strike out the legal best, 13%. Uh, the Royals' Mike Moustakis has had success versus Corey Kluber in 21 at-bats. Uh, we will break that down a little later. Kluba's last three games have not been great. He's fostering a 4.43 ERA, but beside that ineffectiveness, still 24 strikeouts in 20 innings for Corey Kluber. David Price is number two on my list. He's coming off getting hammered by the New York Yankees, but the Twins are 26th in Major League Baseball and weighted on base average facing left-handed pitchers, a 275 weighted on base average. In 2014, the Twins were 15th in weighted on base average in Major League Baseball. The Twins have actually accumulated higher strikeout totals against right-handed pitching than lefties. Uh, the crazy stat of the short season is left-handed hitters are hitting 321 versus David Price in 2015. 321 right-handed hitters in comparison 205. Look for an extreme correction on those fronts. I'm just pointing out to you how crazy sometimes these early season factors are. My number one pitcher is James Shields taking on the Houston Astros, whose bats caught fire this weekend. But the fact is, they've struck out 24% of the time facing right-handed pitching. They get out of a great offensive ballpark. They go to Petco. Shields loves the new home in the National League. 29 strikeouts for Shields in 25 innings pitched in his last three. He is the guy that I have at number one pitcher tomorrow night will be James Shields. And now the next segment we got is the player that's so hot, if he was a woman, you would let his mother move in. That sounds really hot to me. These are guys you're going to have to pay up for, but these are guys going to have uh, big games. Paul Goldsmith, Arizona Diamondbacks, who faces Tyler Matzik. Matzik allowed a 372 weighted on base average to right-handed hitters. The game carries a nine total, which we have three games tonight carrying a nine total. Paul Goldsmith has an incredible 470 weighted on base average versus lefties in 2014. He had a 604 slugging percentage. In 2013 against lefties, he'll be worth the heavy price in a great environment there. Jason Worth also fits in. Takes on the Atlanta Braves' Eric Stoltz. Stoltz is not going to fool anyone. He has 10 strikeouts in his last 16 innings. Worth has a career 400 weighted on base average versus lefties, a 535 slugging percentage lifetime. Stoltz has allowed a respectable 337 through his career weighted on base average versus right-handed hitters. Uh, but will not fool anyone. He'll be in play. And Buster Posey is a man that crushes left-handed pitching. He has an incredible 3.30 lifetime average facing lefties. The negatives are that it's at Dodger Stadium, a great pitcher's ballpark, and Las Vegas has a game total of six and a half. About Brady Anderson, the last three starts has lasted a total of 15 innings, amassed only eight strikeouts and a 5.31 ERA. 
Now, batter for pitcher data is something I don't use uh, too often. I just think that sample sizes are too small, and a lot of times I find we can find other factors uh, that will give us a better, a warm and fuzzy, as they would say, uh, to put our numbers together. But I know some of you guys believe in it, so we can go over this and see what we got for Monday. Uh, Mike Moustakis, 824, 381. Uh, batting average versus Corey Kluber and Omar Infante six for seventeen three fifty three. All right, here's the way I look at both these. There is no way in hell I am going to pay money if it was exorbitant for Mike Mustakis or Omar Infante against Corey Kluber. Not when I have the whole league to pick up, but if I'm looking at my salaries at FanDuel and I'm looking at oh Omar Infante and I see he's at twenty four hundred and I need to get a, a flyer in. Then I could respectively play for him. But other than that, I'm nothing but a cheap flyer. I'm not starting my lineup and saying, oh, i got to go at Omar Infante. It's just not going to happen, and it shouldn't happen. Doug Fister, Nick Markakis, 8 for 22 with a home run and 8 RBIs. Doug Fister generally keeps the ball on the ground. Uh, that tells me, you know what, he got one home run, he probably screwed up there, but generally, those eight hits probably could be singles. That's not something that attracts me. Alberto Colasbo, 6-17, a home run, three RBIs against Mister. A cheap salary flyer at second base. That's all he would be to me. Now, Hector Noisi, Adam Jones, 6-10, lifetime with two home runs. This is where I chuckle. And the reason I chuckle is that I would probably use Adam Jones against Hector Noisi, a poor pitcher, any day of the week, I didn't need to see six for ten, and also look at this uh, two home runs lifetime. So uh, that doesn't come into play for me. But if it does for you, I can understand that. I mean, we're looking at a guy, Hector Noisy, had a six point five nine ERA in two thousand thirteen, a four point seven five in two thousand fourteen. Uh, he's got all other numbers that he just absolutely got crushed. A game total with nine best hitters. I'm all in. What can you do there? How about the Baltimore Orioles situation? We broke that down uh, earlier in Hector Noisy. Alejandro Diaz, you can throw him in there. He's 5 for 8 lifetime, but he's a left-handed hitter against Noisy, who's had trouble with lefties, and he's hitting first in the lineup. So even the 5 for 8s there, that isn't the deciding factor that's saying, hey, I'll go all in. Yobaldo Jimenez is a guy that you can absolutely take advantage with Adam LaRoche, and Adam LaRoche has killed him. But again, Adam LaRoche is a left-handed hitter. For the last two years, Yobaldo Jimenez has been absolutely getting derailed by left-handed hitters. So there you've got some of the data there from batter versus pitcher data. I don't use it that often, but I want to bring to you the stuff that you guys like to use, and then we can debate it. And conscious debate is always welcome in daily fantasy. Some people have some methods that they use. Other people have other methods. As long as we're all successful and happy, that's how we go from it. So I'm not afraid to discuss things that uh, you guys want out there. If you want something in the podcast or you've got a feeling or you've got questions, please go to the Daily Roto Forum and throw that out there, and we would be happy to discuss in the podcast. If it's something I can't answer, I'll get Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, or, or one of the site owners in the industry to come on the podcast and take advantage of that. Tony Sakat, Dilly Roto Podcast, we're out of here.